Yeah, hello, hello, everybody. Yeah, you found us. It's noon here at WPKN, and I'm Rob Freed, singer-songwriter, bassist, executive director of Band Central, and radio talk show host. Yeah, you found us. I hope you're uh, enjoying some lunch, or maybe uh, driving between here or there, or uh, maybe you're on your way to get your vaccine. Who knows? But uh, Brand Central Radio broadcasts from 12 to 1, the fourth Monday of every month, here on PKN. And we've been broadcasting for about five years now. And I want to thank all of our regular listeners for tuning in. And I also want to thank our previous co-hosts, Andy Cadison and Jerry Vigorito, for uh, all their contributions over the years. What you're really listening to over the next hour is it's an initiative by Band Central and PKN to create, let's call it a platform, to reach into the nonprofit community, get executive directors to come on the radio, talk about their mission, and get local musicians also to come in and talk about their music in the local scene. So we, we call this fun-lanthropy. It's kind of where philanthropy meets music and fun. And we got a really great show over the next 55 minutes with uh, vocalist extraordinaire Stephanie Harrison here in the studio. Hey, Stephanie. Hey. Hey. All right. Get up on that mic. And uh, we're going to have an interview with Stephanie, and we are going to perform a song, and we're also going to play a song that has never been heard before. It was just sent last night from the... Uh, radio execs uh, of a new release that we'll be talking about. So that is super exciting. We're also going to have Deb Greenwood, um, the president and CEO of the Center for Family Justice, uh, on the line to talk about their 125th Jubilee Virtual Gala, which is this Friday, the 26th at 7 p.m. And it's all connected to building a new safe house here in Bridgewater, excuse me, here in uh, Bridgeport, uh, about breaking the cycle of, you know, domestic and sexual violence in our community. But uh, before we get going here, let me say hello to uh, WPKN General Manager Steve DiCostanza. Hey, Steve. Hey, Rob. How are you doing? Cool, man. Hey, before we get going, I got a quick question for yes. you guys I was thinking about. So have you, either of you, developed any kind of new COVID habits that are kind of positive that you you think you're going to keep, like... Um, like drinking I know, wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would that would be uh, I would call that right in the middle, okay. neutral. But uh, like I, I know I've been calling my mother more, and uh, and wearing comfortable clothes like all the time, and uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I've been shoes. I've been re- focused on recycling with all the takeout, you know, a little more recycling. Uh, uh, how about you guys? Anything uh, come to mind? Well, let's see. My therapy has been to ride a bicycle, regardless of the weather. I just need to get out and get a little exercise, kind of clear the head. And so I, I would like to hopefully keep that, uh, you know, perpetuating. Just, uh, it's been really, uh, I mean, there could be a lot of other therapies that are negative. I mean, of course, if I ride my bike, then I can maybe have a little wine in the evening. Right? Well, whatever you're doing, it's working because yeah. you are a rather attractive looking man. Well, um, if I do say so myself. <laughs> wow. How about you, Steph? Uh, I've been way more creative than I was before. Just a lot of writing, drawing, nothing in particularly 
like concrete, but just just because why not? Why just, not spend just your the day flow, doing that? the flow of creativity. Exactly, yeah. creativity for creativity's sake. Mm, that's what I keep nice. calling it, and that's what I've been doing with most of my time during the pandemic when I'm not singing. The few wow. in- opportunities I've had to do that. Mm. Well, that sounds intriguing, and uh, and probably <laughs> sleep better at night after a good creative day, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know that. You know, that actually is an interesting that you bring that up because I feel like my sleep has suffered the most. That's the thing that I've suffered the most with now that I don't have a schedule, kind of like the way I used to have. Like it's like. That's the thing that's been hardest. Mm. So Stephanie's saying, Steve, that she sleeps better when she's out to two in the morning playing, uh, yes. singing her heart out that at a club true. or something yeah. Yeah. <laughs> versus, versus like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. Should I go to sleep? <laughs> well, she's, exactly. and she's a great singer. I, I, I remember hearing her at the downtown cabaret at one of your band central events. And it was just, you know, it really kind of uh, stole the show a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Oh, that was, I think, you. like the Motown, Motown that tribute. Was Motown. Yeah. Those are the only, I've only done the Motown show with okay. band central, I believe. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be doing some shows coming up with Stephanie. And uh, and we're going to have a nice little interview after uh, after the break in a couple minutes where we're going to talk with her about everything music and life and uh and listen to one of her tunes and then also perform something together. But before we do, let me uh, let me take a minute on Band Central. Give, sure. give uh, you guys and our listeners a little update. So most of you know Band Central, what we do is we present themed concerts that allow audiences to help local nonprofits simply by purchasing a ticket. And we create and produce these events and it empowers the nonprofits, the musicians, the audience members, the donors to give generously while having fun. And uh, so that's that's the concept. And we've been doing it for over 15 years now. And we're we're kind of excited. Our 2021 tour is coming together. You, you guys want to mm. hear some uh, about it? Yes, absolutely. It's so nice to hear about any kind of musical tour at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah. We've got, so first off, we've got some amazing musicians that are going to be joining us this season. Um, you know, in, in addition to Stephanie Harrison, who's here with us today, um, Gabrielle Lakshmi, uh, Fuzz, Sangiovese, others, a couple other members of Deep Banana Blackout, Rick Reyes. Um, the amazing keyboardist Scott Packham. So uh, some amazing stuff coming up. And it, it's really all going to start in the beginning of June where we're doing an event for the New Canaan Mounted Troop. They provide an equine experience for uh, uh, kids with developmental disabilities. That's going to be on June 6th, and that's going to be a rock show. And then later that week on the 11th at the fairgrounds where the, the Shakespeare Theater is originally located in Stratford, we're doing another rock-oriented show for Sterling House Community Center. Then on the 27th, which is a Sunday, right at the Knowlton here at Bridgewater, June 27th, we're doing an event. It's an 80s and 90s show uh, for the Connecticut Institute for Refugees and Immigrants mm. located right here in Bridgeport. Then in July, we've got a few shows as well. We're going to be doing a, a beach party themed show, uh, Miami Beach. Mm, that party. sounds like fun. And it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be, um, we have one on July 8th, which will be at the Penfield Pavilion for Wolfgang and Company. And then another one a week later at a home, a private home in uh, Milford for the Center for Family Justice. And we'll be talking to Deb Greenwood from the Center for Family Justice just momentarily. Uh, then at the end of uh, July, really cool, and I invite you to both join me, 
uh, Band Central is going to be all in on the Connecticut Challenge to help can- cancer survivors. Mm-hmm. Now, you played this with us two years ago, mm-hmm. Stephanie, where yeah. um, what we do is we wake up, we get there, we ride you know, 10 or 25 or 50 miles. Then we come in and we hit the stage and we play a set. And they have, and Jeff Keith, the executive director, and his great team at Admission Connecticut Challenge have a, a whole festival there going on. So uh, you can, you know, you can check all this stuff out by visiting experiencebandcentral.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, update, you know, get all that, those tour dates. And you could also follow us on Facebook at Experience uh, Band Central on Facebook. And then, uh, you know, also live music starting to come back on the scene a little, wouldn't you say, Steph? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're, you're, you're playing this coming weekend somewhere, right? Yes, I am, actually, at the Wire Mill in Georgetown. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh man, that is some of the best barbecue. Yeah. And, and yeah. is it going to be outside? It's out, outdoors, it's outdoors, right? Out on the patio, one to four. Sunday, one, one to four. One to four, and on also Sunday. on oh, Saturday. Yeah. So check this out. I'll come to your gig, okay. but Saturday from three to five in Newtown, uh, Bone Dry, which is Barry Blumenfield, myself, and Bobby Leonard on drums, are playing at Reverie Brewing Company. So this is hmm. this really up and coming local brewery. Okay, yeah, you know, I, I, in, I actually in, haven't uh, heard yeah, of that. And, and so, uh, yeah, and so in Newtown, so, huh? so good stuff going Ooh. on, Steve. Let's take a minute. You know, talk about PKN for a minute because you know PKN is such a special place. You got all these great DJs, but it's not just a radio program. I know what you're really passionate about doing is is making PKN like a flashlight to shine the light on, on what's going on in the community and important happenings and, and promoting them. And I, I think PKN did a really good job when promoting uh, Fairfield County's Giving Day uh, for the Fairfield County's Community Foundation. We raised almost uh, $2 million. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. A great, a great amount. And we, we try to do our, our part. We, we definitely did a lot of uh, PSAs on, on air to promote that. And, of course, we were also part of the mix. And... Uh, did uh, did raise some money and uh, raising money seems to be our our mo these days because we're moving to downtown Bridgeport and and we're up to our eyeballs in you know moving details and construction details but uh, it is going to help us shine a light to be downtown to be on Fairfield Avenue in a in a really uh, historically important building where the Bijou Theater is. And uh, we're excited uh, about that. We've got some fundraising coming up uh, this month. Actually, on Thursday, we're doing an all-day Aretha Franklin. Uh, it's, we're celebrating her birthday. Oh. And so that's going to be some on-air fundraising. Also, then the next day, we're going to be doing some folk, British folk and, and American folk. And then later next month, we're going to kind of put a toe in the water to uh, a, a really interesting live streaming event with uh, Rex Fowler, who is the founder of Aztec Two-Step. And the, the concept is, is that uh, Rex has reformed Aztec Two-Step, calling it 2.0. And so Aztec Two-Step 2.0 features uh, Rex and his wife, uh, Dodie Pettit, who was actually one of the original uh, members of the uh, Phantom of the Opera. And so we're going to be doing a live streaming event where what they're doing actually is uh, it's a, a multimedia uh, event it's the Simon and Garfunkel songbook, an evening of songs and stories uh, with uh, narration and multi multimedia effects, and we're looking forward to that. That's going to be 
on Friday, April 23rd at the Bijou Theater. Well, mark your calendars for that. That sounds really exciting. Steve, thank you for that uh, update. We are going to uh, we're going to play a little song that you're hearing for the first time called Chasing well, Rainbows, cool. which yeah. is featuring Stephanie Harrison and the Nordic Sound. But before we do, I want you all to listen carefully to this quote by Miles Davis. It comes before everything, even breathing, is music. That's it, you know? Right there, the world premiere of Chasing Rainbows. <laughs> but uh, man, oh man, Stephanie, so that was Chasing Rainbows. We're going to have you talk about that. Uh, Stephanie Harrison is a singer, a voiceover artist. She's based in this Connecticut, New York metropolitan area, and she has been the voice of uh, Lord and Taylor. Gillette, and many other animated stories, she fronts many of the uh, tri-state area's most popular event bands, and she works regularly with uh, the band that you just heard the recording of called A Nordic Sound, uh, led by Jens Wendelbo. She is beginning to be known in Europe, where she recently performed as a soloist with uh, this jazz orchestra to a standing ovation and two encores. I would describe her influences, you know, because I've played a few Motown shows with her and and also uh, a little bit in the rock. She's got this Janis Joplin rock edge with the Aretha Franklin Southern Soul thing and then this Ella Fitzgerald type of uh, jazz sensibility. That, that's the best way I can put it, kind of a foot in each of those 
areas. So let me welcome you. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, thank you. That was quite the introduction. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Tell us a little bit about what we just listened to. and, and yeah. uh, So that was a song called Chasing Rainbows that was written by, uh, well, composed by Jens Wendelboe, and the lyrics were written by Kari Iveson, who is... Um, Steve. These are both uh, Scandinavian uh, songwriters. And Jens uh, leads a Nordic sound and produced, um, along with um, Jason Police, who is um, a local musician. He's a horn player um, who has a fabulous studio. And we finally, after all these years, you know, we used the pandemic to finally record an album with a Nordic sound. And we all got together in Jason's studio and, uh, you know, they both did a fabulous job recording it. Everybody, you know, put their heart into their parts. And that particular song that you just heard was called Chasing Rainbows. And um, the album, which does not have a title yet, but it is on a Norwegian record label called Losen Records, um, which is a really great record label. They, they're they Norwegian, as I said, and they have a pretty extensive jazz catalog, and they're pretty well known in Europe. So we will be officially being released in Europe uh, sometime over the summer. The whole album will come out. Um, and Jens and I will be going to Germany as well to play much of it with some musicians over in Europe. So. Oh, so exciting. And how would you describe your vocal treatment? That You, you really had to be very sensitive in how you were singing that particular yeah, song. that right? is true. Jens really, um, you know, Jens has just decades worth of experience and in the studio. And he had a very clear vision of how he wanted it to sound that started with the way I naturally sung it. And so basically him and Jason just directed me through that. I would say a lot of it. And, um, it was a new kind of tone for me. I mean, I got to really sing a lot more out at the very end of it, which didn't, you didn't, we didn't play here, but, um, the it was it was a challenge it's always a challenge to go from singing something live and then singing it in the studio you know um because you don't want to completely kill the mic exactly <laughs> you know exactly. what i mean like i have exactly. that kind of voice so um there was definitely it was um it was a, a lot about texture and um ease you had had to uh, incorporate a lot of that into it that's so interesting take take us back a little bit why you know, why voice? Why not piano or saxophone or something else? What, what what drew you to being a singer? I would just, it just was something that didn't really have a, I've, I, I mean, like most people, the things that come easiest to me are the things that I'm most drawn to, right? And so singing was just something that was just always very easy for me. Um, I think it kind of helped me come out of my shell a little bit when I was a kid, Um which I suppose I'm grateful for. So I just kept doing it because it was, um, you know, I love words. I love language. And I loved, um, I mean, the feeling of singing in your body. There aren't many other feelings quite like it. You know, it's a very, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice, <laughs> it's it, like, um, it just flows so naturally from me that I just was always really drawn to it. Yeah, and then tied in with the breath, which is the key to all the spiritual disciplines, you know, breathing. Yeah. You know. And I'm always, I've always been drawn to those too. So maybe it's about the breath. Maybe that's what it is that drew me to it. <laughs> now, what were, what were some of the first records that you or artists that influenced you that, you know, 
yeah. you, you role modeled yourself after. That I roll well. I would say the first ones that I really, really discovered the joy of singing through were actually just all the music that I listen, used to listen to as a kid. You know, so it was. Um, it was always. I was obsessed with this movie called The Last Unicorn, and the soundtrack is um, entirely by America, and uh, it's a. Uh, it's 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 filmed in the early 80s and it's kind of it's almost like a swan song to 70s folk like it's very the the music for a children's movie was just unlike anything i'd ever heard mm. and i remember saturating my brain with that when i was like 4 and 5 and 6 and um then i would say once i got into high school i was really obsessed with Tori Amos and Joni Mitchell in particular Really, really obsessed with both of those artists. Right. Well, Joni Mitchell, obviously quite complex, um, you know, with with some of the yeah, I didn't, har, uh, you know, odd yeah, harmonies and I know, her I, jazz sensibility. I didn't notice that though. You know, that's the beauty of the stuff that you discover in high school is like you don't know it's complicated, you don't know it's brilliant, you just know you like it. You know, you just know that's all I knew. Yeah, and it it just endures to this day. So. And and if you fast forward to present day, are there, are there artists that you're hearing or listening to that are kind of influencing you musically now? Yes, actually. Um, I One thing that's kind of been surprising during the pandemic is that I discovered online storytellers, which I know sounds like a – like how would that connect to music? But I mean, well, some of them um, connect uh, – bring song into it whether they actually sing or whether they play an instrument while they tell the story. And um, I have to look at her name because I, I, she's Polish. Uh, not Polish. I'm sorry. Um, Ukrainian. And I can never pronounce her last name, but um, Polina Serkosova. So she's a storyteller? She's a storyteller who um, plays all of these ethnic instruments while she tells these really enchanting stories. And she has a very beautiful speaking voice as well as... Um, the way that she weaves the story in with these melodies that she's playing, it's like a song, but it's she's it's, it's like a spoken word song. I never heard anything like it until I wow, started. That's uh, fascinating. You know, I, <laughs> I got into a podcast like in the last week and it's called The Moth and it's on it's an NPR podcast that's all about stories and storytelling. Oh, cool. Um, I'll have to so check it's that a, out. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting that we both have found um stories as a medium, you know, people Absolutely. that can tell a good story. Uh, there you go. It's a, it's honestly right now. Um, I think story, the subject of story in our culture is an extremely important topic because we tell ourselves, our, we tell ourselves stories all the time. Um, and we're constantly talking about stories through social media. And it, I think we're fighting over stories. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think it's actually a really if this sounds like something interesting to you, there's uh, like StoryCorps is another one, which is C-O-R-P-S. Um, there's there's definitely reason to, to listen to people tell you good stories. And it's it's becoming apparent that what we call history has been his story. <laughs> and now there's there's her story in history, you know, story so we got story. we got a lot of revolution going on in, in the area of story. Tell us a little bit about, you know, projects. I know you mentioned the Nordic Sound, but anything else that you have coming up that, you know, our listeners should know about? Um, well, finally, like we're, I'm getting back out to play again. Um, and I have an acoustic duo with Scott Williams 
And we are actually playing this Sunday at the Wire Mill in Georgetown, yeah. which I think I mentioned earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might as well mention again. Um, from one to four out on the patio. And I'm, I definitely am very much excited about getting out and playing like that again. You know, and then... Um, so as far as projects, I would say that that those are the that and, and Nordic Sound are the main things going on for me. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, and you know, obviously, duos are really fun because you yeah. it's stripped down. There's uh, a lot of spontaneity. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, and, there, you, uh, know, and you guys you guys sing harmony, and Scott plays acoustic guitar primarily. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. And we did a couple of things over the pandemic. He and I, um, we we did some church services, <laughs> uh, like Zoom church services. So we got to um, play some some, I guess what used to be protest songs, but they're they're really you know um, spirituals. You know, um, and it's fun how those songs have come back around, and that was a fun thing to add to what Scott and I do. So, you know, added a little bit of meaning, like uh, purpose, you know. So it was, we did that over uh, Martin Luther King weekend holiday. So if you are a pastor, and we're listening to uh, Stephanie Harrison here on Band Central Radio with Rob Freed on WPKN on 89.5 and WPKN.org. Um, right. If you're a pastor and happen to be listening to this program right now <laughs> yeah. and you want some really contemporary, cool worship music, yeah. you should uh, reach out to uh, to Stephanie. How how what's the best way for people to find you if they want to uh, be in touch? Right. So these days, honestly, just Facebook. I know that's very ancient, maybe ages me <laughs> a little bit, but I don't really care. That's that's the main way right now. It's uh, I'm just Stephanie Laura Harrison right there on Facebook. Um, I do have an Instagram account. It's Steph on the mic and um, uh, website, et cetera, to come. Right. And we'll uh, we'll we'll do what we can also to keep listeners apprised of uh, the release of uh, the Nordic soundtracks. Yes. Uh, well, know, that so will, can you can you also sing. find I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you, but you can also find a Nordic sound on Facebook. Um, and uh, I, I believe that's just a Nordic sound like if you type it in, it'll come up. <laughs> so I'm really excited to uh, also have a, a run of shows this summer for Band Central for some really good causes. Me too. Um, and uh, I know you're good friends and love to play with Fuzz as well. He's such uh -huh. a, a dynamic character. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I'm kind of having a little bit of a dream come true having um, you and Gabrielle uh, singing on the same shows. Yes, I'm where... excited to work with Gabby. We've had so we've had <clears throat> she and I have had a lot of like near misses with working with one another. Like we keep our we so it'll be fun to finally do that. You know, and she is also she's classically trained and she ha just has a great ear for harmony as well. Yeah. So you know she can she can play the supporting role really well. Um, what do you think? Should we? Uh, Play a little something. Yeah, we're live in the studio. Why not? So we, uh, I gave Stephanie a couple choices, and uh, <laughs> we went through a list. And guess what she picked? The James Taylor song. So I'm going <laughs> to grab my guitar right over here. So obviously, the way you know it's a James Taylor song is you hear that that first lick, right? <laughs> so let's see if I can grab that lick. Ready, Steph? Uh huh. Just yesterday morning, you let me know you were gone. 
Yes, yes, yes. Stephanie Harrison here on WPKN. Thank you, Stephanie, so much. Thank you. We are going to uh, take a little break here and uh, play a little Aretha Franklin, and we will be back momentarily with Deb Greenwood. Oh, wow, oh, wow. Aretha Franklin. Until you come back to me, the amazing Chuck Rainey on bass. I love that. Good. We were all just grooving here in the studio. Good selection. And I don't, did you know about the uh, 
fundraiser on Thursday? I do. I yeah. did know about okay. that. Okay, so good. Thank you for playing so, Aretha Franklin. Absol- We're going to be abso- hearing absolutely. not 24 hours, but almost uh, at least 12 hours of Aretha on Thursday. Well, but, Steve, before we move on, I just want to, how about what Stephanie fantastic. Harrison just did? I, you know, you I, hear I live music yeah. here in the studio. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's so nice to have some live music, and it always sounds great. You know, I was listening in the next room on the radio, right? Just oh, hearing yeah. kind of what the mix was like, and really sounded great thank so, you yeah a lot thank of you. lot of emotion and passion and and rob nice guitar work and uh nice uh nice fill there you know a few, little, few little, little backgrounds little, uh, yeah yeah. Yes. yeah okay well hey look on the phone with us right now we have my good friend deb greenwood deb are you there I am, Rob. How are you today? Oh, I am doing great. It's so good to hear your voice. So uh, for our listeners here, you're listening to WPKN here on 89.5 FM, WPKN.org. We're on the phone with Deb Greenwood. Now, I have produced and performed at many of the galas and events that have helped the Center for Family Justice right here in Bridgeport raise funds over the past 10 years. And Deb and I, over that time, we become close. And I've, you know, I've, I would tell you that I have worked with probably two dozen local nonprofits here in Connecticut over the past 15 years with Band Central. And Deb Greenwood and the team that she has at the Center for Family Justice are super capable. And they're really at the top of the pack when it comes to, to getting things done and having an impact in our community. Um, prior to joining the Center for Family Justice about 14 years ago, Deb was the CEO at various YMCAs in the region. So what that gave her was this extensive experience at all the aspects of running a business, developing programs, and serving the community. Now, today is, is not just another interview, because... We've got a situation where domestic and sexual violence has increased during this pandemic. And we really want to dig in and discuss, you know, what Center for Family Justice is doing to help families in our community in dire need. So, Deb, why don't you start? Tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into that topic. How did you become the president and CEO of Center for Family Justice? Hi, Rob. Well, thank you. Um, You know, having a, a great career uh, in many YMCA's, I also had the privilege to um, work with the YMCA of the USA uh, nationally, and we worked with um, people that had a variety. My area of expertise was with folks that had disabilities. But running YMCA's, you know, you, you met a lot of a lot of men, a lot of women, a lot of kids, and one of the things that I found so passionate about the work, uh, whether it was nationally or our own local YMCA's, was people like to talk about what was going on in their celebratory lives, whether it was um, a, a child's birthday or their birthday or an anniversary. But we would hear a variety of things, whether it was a camp before and after school. And sometimes it wasn't always positive, um, mm. how it affected uh, the, the children, how it affected themselves. And I, believe it or not, got to hear and learn a lot more about families that were being affected by abuse while I was working at YMCA's. Mm -hmm. So um, at the time, um, our agency is very old. Uh, It's been serving the greater Bridgeport community for 125 years this year. And so it was a great resource for individuals like myself that needed to learn and be educated. So understanding that it was important that 
kids that might be acting out or a parent that might have an issue that was able to feel that they could confide in the executive director or the program director, that we learned more about um, what abuse looked like and how to help families, adults and children um, and teens. So after a good career, um, I realized that there might be an opportunity when the opening presented itself to interview for the executive director's position, then being called the Center for Women and Families. Yeah. And and, and the rest became history. I uh, wanted to come back home. And what that meant was I wanted to get back into my community where I raised my children, where I lived, where I worked. I wanted to really put my efforts, instead of you know, getting on planes, trains, and automobiles and going all around the country, I really wanted to stay in my community. And I was fortunate enough and very humbled to this day to be named the um, CEO and president of then the Center for Women and Families. And from that that point on, um, the question that always came running a national organization was, what's the best way to serve your your members or your clients or your constituents? And um, we asked the question, what's the best way to serve victims of abuse? And we found the model of bringing co-located programs and services under one roof. Found this model out in California, and we brought the first Family Justice Center to Connecticut after um, a a lot of transformation, construction, and fundraising, and a lot of help from from you, Rob, with the work that you were doing with Band Central, um, having events, uh, raising funds, and we became the Center for Family Justice in 2016. Right. Now... Obviously, happy spring. We have a change of seasons right here. And, uh, you know, hope is on the way as far as, uh, you know, starting to be able to open up from the end of the pandemic. But tell us a little bit about what has happened to domestic violence in our community during the pandemic. So the pandemic has not been kind to anyone that has been sheltering at home. If you can only imagine, home is supposed to always be your safe place. Home is supposed to be your happy place. You know, that we all have jobs and we um, or go wherever we go. And when we come home, that's supposed to be your warm and welcoming place. And because of COVID, uh, 99.9% of us all had to become remote and, and work from home. So that alone was quite a change. Kids uh, having to do schoolwork from home. But imagine your home is not a happy place. It is a violent place. It is uh, an unsettling place. So what we've we found, um, it got very quiet in March, where we, the clients we had been working with really went dark. Um, we obviously had our clients that we were reaching out to. We were able to uh, let People know we were still going to work with them via phone, texting, laptops, whatever Mm -hmm. modality we could. But what we started to see by the time we got to mid-April and May of last year uh, is something that we've been calling the second pandemic. The percentages are are staggering. Um, We serve normally about 4,000 to 4,200 individuals just in the greater Bridgeport area every single year. What we've seen now is in our shelters, a 51% spike in need for safe houses. People needed to get out of that that home environment, whether it's their apartment, 
their condominium, their house, whatever it was, it became dangerous. Well, Deb, uh, Deb that, by the way, that also give, triggers me that I want to remember to ask you to talk about um, the new safe house that the Center for Family Justice is building. It's called the Empower House. And, uh, and I'm, I'm really proud to be part of the, we call it the construction crew committee that's been strategizing and helping make this thing real. But tell everybody where we are in that process and, and what this is going to mean for the community, having a new safe house with all these uh, amenities for, for people. Yes. So just before COVID hit, we already had started talking about this. And, and, and Rob, you've been such an integral part of us talking about finding that right place, and we did. We found a larger home. We found a house that can take people out of the hotels they're currently staying in. The safe house 22 years ago that we currently have was good then, but the rooms were too small right now. Families uh, that have or a parent coming in that has more than one or two children cannot all stay in the same room. The new Empower House The bedrooms are twice the size we currently have. They also have counseling rooms right in the house. And and under that same roof, we have a meditation room. We have a computer learning lab. Deb, Deb, we've got to name it the Rob and Monroe Freed Meditation Room. There we go. There we go. Okay, but just just saying, Deb. It's the Rob. Meditation and Wellness Room. No, I got to get wow. my I got to get my wife's name in there too, though. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, hey, where can you can you tell us where it is? So you know, so just so people can kind of visualize what you're talking about. So I can't give you the exact address and location because, as you can only imagine, a safe house has to have a confidential location. But what I can tell you is, it's in the Greater Bridgeport area, and it. It is a beautiful, warm, welcoming house that has also space eventually for even a safe kennel. That is a very valid reason for not answering my question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's okay. That's okay because it's close to transportation. It's close to our main headquarters, but it's close to everything someone needs where they will feel safe in a beautiful neighborhood and in a very welcoming and warm uh, environment. Now, one of my guests here, uh, Stephanie, I happen to know is a dog lover. Mm-hmm. Now, uh-huh. tell us just, just I happen to know the answer to this question, but tell us about how this new safe house is actually going to be pet friendly. Yes. So when we were looking at, again, talking to folks, why, why the question you always will hear is, why didn't she or he just leave? And, you know, there's many reasons, as we know. Um, how, will, how will I live? How will my children live? But a big barrier for a victim of abuse, men and women, is not leaving their pet behind because the abuser so many times, most of the time, will threaten to hurt the pet and abuse the pet if you leave. It's a manipulation that abusers use. This site will allow the individual to bring the dog or cat and have not in the house but right on the property because our shelters that take in our pets can only really keep them for a day or two That in, in, in the entire state of Connecticut. Um, and we did our homework on that. So many times my staff will take the pet if someone's in a very dangerous place or they'll give their pet to a friend and they may not ever see the pet again because 
obviously it's not being cared for because that pet is family to each one of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was so going to say, right as you were, talk- right. Oh, go ahead. Finish, Deb. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. So, you know, just to say, you know, we, we know that our wonderful fur babies are are like our children. So they'll have the ability to have a safe kennel right on the property with them. Right as you were describing that, I was watching Steve and Stephanie both like take a deep breath and smile and go, oh, man, that is so great. Like, it's something you don't think about what you said about the Mm -hmm. using the pet as blackmail, in a sense. And uh, but so as we wrap up here um, this Friday night, the 26th, is the 125th Jubilee Gala virtual, 125 years right here in Bridgeport, um, of the Center for Family Justice. Tell us a little bit about uh, the gala and and how people can uh, check it out. Yes, so we're celebrating all the past board presidents of the board of directors from the YWCA in 1895 to the Center for Women and Families in 1997 to the Center for Family Justice since 2016. And we will be announcing and talking about the Empower House project as well. You'll be actually able to see and hear Rob uh, Freed and meet our honorary chairs, um, Alan and Patty Masaryk, and our board chair, Kathy Mayolo. And you'll watch some videos about what a reenactment is, why someone has to leave the safe house. If someone would like to get a ticket, uh, they, we still have plenty of room. It is virtual. You'll get a special link. You can go to the Center for FamilyJustice.org to purchase this ticket, or you can just pick the phone up and call our development office at 203-334-6154. So people can watch this right on, like, Facebook Live. It's What is it going to be, about 45 minutes total? Exactly. So not too long that you could be cutting your vegetables. Steve, you could be making your Friday night pizza, sipping a little wine and uh, and check this thing out. So, um, Deb, you know, thank you so much um, for for all you do, for your passion and and for joining us here on the radio to talk about this really important cause. Well, Rob, thank you for all you do to help not just the Center for Family Justice, but so many nonprofits that are really going to need the support um, as we move, hopefully, out of this pandemic and and need the support that you provide. Thank you for getting uh, public awareness out there and helping anyone that might need support from the Center for Family Justice. Everything we do is free and it's confidential. Thank you. Oh, fantastic, Deb. Well, thank you very much. We're going to... Uh play a little music here uh, just to let you take in what Deb just said and uh, we'll be back in a moment. Thank you. Wow, what a show. Deb Greenwood, something else, huh? Inspirational stuff from from, uh, Center for Family Justice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't believe 125 years. Isn't that remarkable? That is. Good for them. It's incredible. And uh, and boy, we we got we got Stephanie Laura Harrison here in the studio (laughs) and we had the world premiere of... uh, of yes. chasing rainbows, How her, good her, was new, that? her new her new record with uh, the Nordic Sound. I appreciated that. Thank you. It's really fun to hear on the air. Yeah, and some live music from the two of you guys. So yes. uh, we, we we kind of uh, covered all bases, didn't we today? Yeah, yeah. And um, Steve, we've got probably what two more shows we'll do from the studio here at University of Bridgeport, and then we'll be uh, then then we'll be broadcasting hopefully from uh, the new location in uh, Bijou Square. Correct. That would be uh, a great plan. 
<laughs> that's Steve's way of saying, Rob, you are such an optimist, but don't pressure me. Dangling that, <laughs> dangling that carrot. I, you know, we'd like to be in, in June, uh, maybe uh, June or July. We'll see what happens. It's, well, I, I, th- I want to thank you, our listeners. Um, I want everybody to be safe and take good care. And, you know, you can reach out if you if you want to learn more about anything we talked about or be in contact with me, you know, reach out to the station and uh, and through the WPKN website or uh, contact me at robfreedmusic.com. But here we go. We're checking out. Follow-